City of Angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 247 of the Heart of LFC podcast. For this episode, we're going to call it Enter the Dragon for very obvious reasons. Welcome, Gareth Bale. Welcome to the score sheet and welcome for being the record substitution to score to sub or come in and score a goal. I was just making records and all the fun stuff. So, yes, Enter the Dragon is our title. Of course, it's been a busy week, a fun week. So we got to have the full measure. We're bringing the whole crew on today as well. Let's introduce them to you. Bam is in the mix. Tony's in the mix. And Araceli is here from a very, very busy week for her. But Bam, I'm going to throw it to you first. How are you doing, man? I'm going all right. I'm going all right. I'm loving the cup action, not only in the US Open Cup, but also the round of 32 kicked off here in Australia for the Australian Cup, which was the former FFA Cup. So loving football every night of the week these days. And good football. Last night, watching Sacramento do what they did, upset everybody, right? Just get through it. Oh. Three MLS teams, like, whatevs. And then, you know, you know Papa Panenka in, in the process, like, what the? Yeah, so they're in the final. They're playing Orlando in Orlando. That'll be the final in September, so they get to rest up. Uh, but slaying the, I guess, the winningest Open Cup team in the process. Sorry, Araceli. Uh to get there is pretty darn impressive. Bam, I know you want to oh, throw it out there. Go, go for it. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. Like, this is the reason why we enjoy the Cup games. This is the magic of the Cup, plain and simple. You know, the one thing I am disappointed about is the fact that Sacramento don't get to host a final. For something like this, out of the two teams, let's be honest, Sacramento have gone on a great run. They deserve to host a final over Orlando, plain and simple. The, Agreed. And how it should be. A big reason for that, if you watched both games, in Orlando, the stadium was like half empty at best, at best half empty. They start, you know, history is supposed to be made for them and they can't be bothered. You got to be kidding no. me. Sacramento sells out in the middle of the fair, right? You see all the stuff going on in the background, but they sold out, right? Exactly. They it, earned it, it by the- showing up. But know that though too, you, you look at it and go, okay, out of the two teams, which team can afford to fly their players to the outside the country regularly? Well, l- l- let's be honest. Like, no disrespect to Sacramento and how they run their front office and all that. But looking at the two teams, who should travel the most? Plain and simple is Orlando. So to right, me, you could take a private jet. Yeah. To to me, it just should be. Sacramento get to host the final. That's it. Plain and simple. Agreed. I agree. Uh, you know, I, I, I prefer it. I know in Australia they they send it to the the smaller side, right? You always host if yep. you're the smaller side, unless you can't. Dude, that's a great plan. It builds up the league, or it builds up football. Locals can go see the big teams come to town when they normally well, won't be able to. It, it's well, no, 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 like everybody. You, you look at it on. Like in the past years, uh, Melbourne Victory have played um, Oakley Cannons. Oakley's a N- uh, NPL side. Ten dollar entry on a Wednesday night, putting money over the bar of the club, putting f- buying food from the club, 
it's what makes them their money for that year, plain and simple. Like they can go thousand people, ten dollars a head, perfect. Right. So give it to the smaller teams. That's all I can say for the future of that. Yeah, and of course, it also increases the chance of an upset if you get the host. And in this case, winner goes to the CCL. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm sitting here dreaming of seeing Sacramento in the CCL. I just think this is going to be a beautiful thing, right? Uh, it, <laughs> turn it on its head, right? Stick it to MLS. Oh, yeah. there, you, were the, you were the team that was shunned. You had a bid taken away. Great chance yeah. for for a little bit of revenge and to see and see well show off to the world. Hey man, we belong. We got there. Definitely. Well, we you look at the guy. Can you imagine Club America playing in Sacramento? Can you it's imagine high probability now, right? Yeah, exactly. So hopefully they go through, and at least so we can say that a non MLS team made it through. So that's what we can go for. It's it's been forever, right? I mean. I think what Rochester Rhinos were the ones that made the run, if I can remember with my old mind here. Uh, I think it was Rochester. 2008, they said the last time a. Like, that was the last time a finalist, right? Yeah. 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 It's been a long time, guys. A very long time. So it's good to see. Very good to see. I know Araceli, it hurt a bit to see what happened. But I know deep down as well as, as, a, as, a, as an American soccer fan, there was some justice involved, right? Look, I can't even really be mad at Sacramento. Like, they came out. They did the job. The real most entertaining thing was the pure fact that the match was in the middle of the state fair. Like, you cannot <laughs> be distracted by the Ferris wheel in the background and all the little tents. Like, if sporting tries to come up with any type of excuse... Blame it on the funnel cakes or the smells of the fair for distracting the guys. But other than that, like I said, it was a fair game. Sacramento, they came out, they fought, they won fair and square, in my opinion. As far as sporting goes, it, it just wasn't there. No, and it's been a difficult year for them, and this just kind of cemented that, um, that, that it's going to be that kind of year. Uh, injuries have mounted. Uh, they look tired in many cases. They played a rough game against LAFC, and it showed. It showed. Uh, credit to Sacramento, though. They still had their league matches they were dealing with. They've had their adversity. But you know what? Credit to both teams. They fought all the way to the end. It took a wild penalty shootout where not many were missed, right? One error, and that's the end of it. So... You know, what, what can you say? It's a shootout. These things happen. Uh, but yeah, good on Sacramento. We're happy to see a Cinderella story. We need this in our in, in our country, in our in our sport, to have these moments. Um, that's what cups are about, people. That's why we watch them. So there we go. And I know as LAFC fans, and I and I felt this. I know Tony, you were saying the same thing as like, man, this one was ours. Just if we would have been wouldn't have been donkeys in Carson, this would have been ours. Like straight up, uh, and I know I'm feeling the same way too. But credit to Sacramento, they got the job done. So enough with that. We got enough LAFC stuff to cover. So again, congrats, Sacramento. Let's get into the LAFC world, Tony. I know you've got some breaking news. We've had some crazy cool rumors that got us to dream a bit. So I'll kick it to you, man. What's the first thing you want to bring up? Because it's kind of big stuff, right? So 
technically LAFC news with Suarez, but not technically LAFC news because, as you know, we were quote unquote linked to him or MLS sides mostly linked to us. Um, but Suarez ended up going to Nacional, his first club. And the reason I say technically LAFC news because we have one of our boys, Janela, and Nacional. So there's a connection right there. So, um, again, he's a very dominant striker, number nine, that we, of course, people say we do need, but I'm, I'd say we don't need anymore. He showed, as you know, Chicho has shown that he is the true number nine. If we get rid of him, then I feel like we're reverting back to the old LAFC where we're just selling players just for money and not building what we need to build. But he, um, we don't need him also as um jonathan as shoulder shoulder was talking about um luis suarez he's kind of a uh, very dominant person in the locker in the locker room and could kind of mesh the uh mojo that we have going on right now yeah and and that's the thing right now our side has chemistry the players are who they are you see who's out there i know we've got some star power but what we have is chemistry and the team is tight, and it's working together, and everybody knows where they need to be. You saw that final goal. They're all dialed in. You bring a character like Suarez, as great as, trust me, he's an amazing player. We all know this. But he's a force to be reckoned with. And then you bring him into this situation. And if the guy in the block is, is pretty much the guy putting the ball in the net for you, I'm not sure that's the healthiest situation to be in. That's a tough that's a tough thing to deal with. So would we love seeing him here? Would it be a blast? Yes. Would it be the right move at the moment with who we have? Questionable. Definitely questionable. Now, I know the sun is the sun, right? It's a tabloid, right? Mm-hmm. They seem to have the most accurate beat on what was was going on when I was reading it like the morning that all the crazy news was going down and they're like, "Well, you know, LAFC is in the running, but he really wants to play for Nacional." And they were running with, he wants to play now for Nacional, but after the World Cup, he wants to come to MLS. And LAFC is the preferred choice. That's what they were running with early on. Nobody really covered it. I didn't really think a big deal about it, but it kind of made sense, right? He gets yeah. to play now. He's happy. The World Cup happens. He goes. And then after, make your splash. Of course, that would be really complicated for us because we don't have his discovery rights. We're happening. Well, we happen to have to play the team with his discovery rights this weekend, but things happen, right? We've made moves before. So if, if there's a will, there's a way we all know John Thorington. So that was an interesting rumor. I think it makes more sense to seeing how things fell out that that's might be what what's at play here is that it's a next year kind of conversation. So we'll see what happens. Of course, there's also breaking news, right? Tony, Sounds like we might be getting a player. I know there's no cap tilts, but the name popped up, but it sounds kind of cool. We can't confirm it. It is a rumor. Mm-hmm. Possible uh, breaking news. Um, from Who France. Is, man? I want to it's it looks like Dennis. Um, please, someone in the comments or someone out there, let me know how it's pronounced because, like, again, there is Thierry Henry, but it looks like Henry. So, and he's from France, but he's from a different country. So if someone can Please, if I was going to guess, I would think it would be what Denis Buanga. Yep, Denis Buanga, and um, he uh, he has some appearance for France. He's played for PSG, I I believe. Started for them three times, 
but all three times he started, they've lost, but he scored goals for them. And he has made 32 international appearances with seven goals for Gabon. Yeah, and, and he was pushing, what, seven goals in league, something like that, or nine goals mm-hmm. in league this year for a team that got relegated. And he was still producing goals and assists on a team that was relegated. Shows that he can still produce even in a bad situation. If he's coming our way, from what I've read so far, sounds like he'd be a good a good pickup. But he's playing a position where we've kind of got some soldiers there uh, and bigger players there. Yeah. And if he's coming in, does that mean somebody's coming out? It would imply that's the case. Bam. There were other rumors today, right? Couple rumors yeah. so far this week about Blue. Brian Rodriguez, right? Rumors about B-Rod, yes, yes. So, obviously, the rumors everyone knows about is Santos won him, all that kind of stuff. But the big one that dropped today was uh, Flamingo down in Brazil want him, but they want to try before they buy, which LFC turned around and apparently said, no, you either buy him or you don't. There's no trying before you buy. The deal with the try before you buy, I believe, was if you played 45 minutes for 60% of the games he was there, that would trigger the um the buy clause so does that number those numbers are high those minutes are high for a guy jumping into a roster yeah it it just is yeah it doesn't seem realistic and we don't want to be in a rosy situation right so that no doesn't make it did you see the other rumor that popped up i think today about brian rodriguez the other team's name that popped up today i thought that was rather interesting you saw it right Oh, I saw it, but I also heard, I thought I, if it's the same because one because when they were when America was playing Real Madrid, they supposedly say America's in in talks with LAFC to maybe also like bring him down there too. But again, that's the Mexican national like broadcasters putting rumors just to put rumors out there. So I don't know if that's the same one. Um, Bam, I didn't hear that one, but that wouldn't surprise me to be honest with the way that we're going. Obviously. A lot more of the Mexican teams be trying to get few more of the MLS players down there. That's for sure. Yeah, and, and in truth, uh, he has been shopped in Mexico before, right? I don't think there's any shock to that. The rumors have been too consistent, and I know the way our team kind of shops our players and they build, they make a package to show how they're really good about this stuff. It could have been to several teams. But if a journalist sees it, they're going to run with it. And in Amer- and America might be a good fit for him. To be honest, yeah. um, speed on the wings, you never hurt anybody. So mm-hmm. could it be something there? Who knows? Am I holding my breath? Am I thinking we're going to play against him next week in a tune-up match? No. Uh, we don't know yet. We'll see. We just know that it sounds a lot like Brian is potentially moving. Uh, and so if it happens, it happens. Again, Thankful for his service to the team, but we'd like to see him lift a cup with us this year because he's been here for the hall, you know, and that would be cool too. Yeah, yeah. Tony, it could, I wouldn't say it could be true just because, like, um, if you guys have been watching Twitter, very strange signing again. I don't um, don't understand. Uh, uh, Altador is going to uh, Puebla. If you saw, yeah, he just confirmed and everything. He's going to Puebla. He's going to go play for them. So, if those, if that can happen, I don't see why America would not try to kind of cash on that because 
Again, the league is becoming very old, very slow. And again, no discrediting Atlas for what they've been doing, but they've been going young and young and strong. And this is why they're kind of dominating the league at the moment. It's interesting to see how that things are things are playing out with Altidorf. I mean, he's going there, obviously, as a target man. Uh, I think he could do well there. If he gets good service, he does the job, right? That's who he is. Am I expecting him to create a bunch of things for himself? No. I, I You know, if he doesn't get the service, he's not going to go, you know, shake up the league. Uh, he's going to need help to get the job done. So, And if he's a super sub, well, that always works too. So, you know, good on him if that's where he wants to take his career. Hopefully it works for him as long as he's not playing against us. I'm all good. I'm all good. So, uh, yeah. Um, we're going to talk about Arango a bit more, but let's be honest, guys. He needs to stay. We don't need to sell him. It's a crime if we do. I'll just throw that out there. That's where my head is at. Araceli, you were at the game. I think you agree with me, right? Oh, I definitely agree with you. Chicho needs to stay. Right. He's a fan favorite. Like, come on. And he's happy. Let the man be happy. Not just Fine a fan favorite. Not, sorry for interrupting, but not just yeah. a fan favorite, but producing. And you know what I mean? Like, he, it took him a while to warm up, but now it's just like, as we'll talk about it on, because we had the conversation. It's like we we've seen him with one half of Bale, and then we've seen Bale with the other half of this his other partner. When are we going to see the 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 trifecta of them on the same time? Sounds like something that could brew up on a Friday night. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> hope and pray. Hope and pray. Now, other things that broke as well. We just got to throw it out there to Araceli. Araceli scored a killer interview after the match. Uh, well done. All love to you for doing that. It looked like a blast. Uh, get us the lowdown on this. How did things go? No, I mean, it went very well. Um, obviously, if you haven't seen already, I posted the interview that I had with uh, Chiellini after the match on Saturday. Uh, about a little short interview, about five minutes, not too bad. And it went very well. We, you know, we talked about that match that night. We talked, we kind of previewed Seattle a little bit and even touched on a, the traveling supporters. And he really appreciates the support. He mentioned Nashville, even Kansas City, and how he enjoyed, you know, just seeing all the fans in the stands and just the overall, you know, appreciation that he has for, you know, the supporters and the club itself and how they've been um, kind of accepting it's kind of the best way to say it you know without really playing the interview but again it's up on our instagram it's up on our twitter um do go check it out it was a lot of fun he did kind of cut me off though about three different times but even i i could not be mad at that when even when kalini cuts you off in an interview you you just have to take it as an honor because it truly was uh, an honor to speak with him you wouldn't be the first to get cut off by Chiellini, so it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but, again, well done. Uh, I think we all definitely enjoyed that. We're looking forward to more interviews. I know you've got things got things in the works, and we can't wait to see it. Uh, keep it up. Well done. Um, even, even, you know, little Instagram takeover that we had during the game as well. Uh, Araceli has, was, again, the busiest one of the group by far uh, yes, over the past yes. week and a half, I'd say. You've been rocking it. It's great. 
Uh, I was real surprised. I even had field access for the last, I think it was like the last 10 minutes. And just to see the guys and the the warm reception that they got from KC. Like, obviously, I'll touch on that a little bit more when we actually preview the match. But it, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. Dude, beyond happy to see it. Good job. Now, that's right. We played SKC. We've been talking around it, beating around the bush. Let's get into the match itself. Uh, you know, a lot we're walking into this thinking SKC is struggling. This is our great chance to blow things out, make things completely crazy, and and wreck, wreck SKC at home. Like it's because we've technically had problems there, right? It's not been a historical uh Moment of greatness for us to play in SKC Stadium. They, they, it is a fortress when we go there. That being said, the temperatures were crazy. Uh, it was going to be a challenge for everyone to play in on both sides. Uh, things were in motion. Uh, and again, they defend their home quite well. We knew that going in. And the game kind of broke that way. Now, who was in the lineup? Who do we throw out there? Basically, uh, Max was back in goal. We had Mario and Chiellini in the start. That's right. I think we've got our, our pairing for right now. Seems to be working pretty well. We had Escobar on the right and Palacios on the left. I think we pretty much figured that was going to be it. It worked out that way. Sanchez was in the mid, mid of the mid. Uh, Sofuentes on the right. Acosta on the left. Again, as expected. Up top, Arango, Vela, Apoku. We're thinking maybe Bale gets a run. Maybe not. But our strongest lineup so far for who we have right now, this was it. It made sense to run with this lineup. Did it look great from the beginning? Did it lose, look smooth from the beginning? Far from it. It was pretty choppy, pretty rough, hard to get a good tempo going. But, you know, let's be honest, we still were working the part. We're playing more of a counter at times. It was working for us. Uh, looking at KC, what they went went up with, they went with the 4-1-4-1. Yeah, they changed things up a little bit. Um, Melia was in net, which was a little surprise to us to see him in the mix. Um, they had Ismate Marin and Fantas anchoring the back line. Zussi on the right. Denbe on the left, so we we're not shocked there. Uh, Walter anchoring the mid. You had Tommy and Hernandez in the middle. You had Russell on the right, who... You know who Russell is, the ageless one. Um, Salui on the left, and Shelton playing target man up top. So a little bit of a shift, right, Araceli? Uh, yeah, a little bit of a shift there. Like you said, I honestly did not expect Melia to be back in goal. But even at that, unfortunately, he did go down in about the 55th minute, I believe. And John mm -hmm. Postcamp had to come in to replace him. Milia went down with an injury. Now he's out again, but this time with a hamstring injury. So who knows what the schedule will be like for him. Uh, Graham Zuzzi was also another surprise, one I did not predict coming back so soon. Eric Tommy made his debut and almost had a good debut. Uh, yep. Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, really made, you know, kind of his debut with that early goal if but it went wide um otherwise i mean pretty much the same lineup kind of what we predicted last week just only those three changes were a little surprising fontas not at all replacing espinosa um that's pretty much it. 
<laughs> right. And we knew Espinosa was out with the suspension and it was going to be hard for them. But it looks like the plan was to clog things. Right. I mean, that's really what this lineup's built to do. And that's what happened. Of course, that explains a lot about the way things came out of the first half. Uh, Tony, highlights from the first half? Because there weren't a whole lot, right? There wasn't a really a whole lot. It was, again, I feel like if a team's going to be that, beat us, it's going to be the weather, the climate, everything that's going on. Because we've lost in Colorado, high, like, you know, high altitude, very hard to play up there, and most of our guys aren't used to it. Out here, it's the heat. And it's, again, from Nashville now to SKC, and it was one of those things of, like, are they going to push it back? We even had, like, hydration breaks the whole time. And SKC kind of jumped on it because, again, they've been training on that field and that weather all week while LAFC flies in, what, a day, maybe even, like, game day of the time. So they don't even have that much time to practice and get accumulated to that weather. So um, the biggest highlight from the first half, to be honest, was the sitter that Sifu missed but didn't miss is the best way to say it because it was right in front of the goal, open net. Sifu just literally had to just push it in, but a good defensive stop by uh, SKC's defender, and that was at the 45th minute, and that's how we ended up the first half, and that was the only one where we all – Again, at the watch party that we, me and Joseph, we are, we just kind of like put our heads on our head, like, oh my God, that was it right there. And he should have just put it in. Yeah, he had the feeling in the first half that, oh man, this is going to be one of a potential trap, right? I mean, things weren't mm-hmm. going our way. We didn't have the run of play. We definitely didn't have possession in this game. Uh, that was sacrificed pretty quickly. Uh, Still, though, playing well on the counter, having a few moments there, having a good moment, but it wasn't our typical LAFC football vibe, right? It was very different. Uh, SKC came out a lot better than I think people expected. They put up a good fight. But this team, with the talent it has, can't be held down forever. Second half became a very different story, right, Tony? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, not even that long into it, like the 50s, the 56 56- a uh, minute uh, Chicho Rango had a goal of assist from a Boku and from a very tight angle. Again, it was against a different goalkeeper. Um, the starting goalkeeper, let me, hold on, I gotta go through. Uh, Omelia. Yeah. Omelia kind of pulled his hamstring and you kind of, he knew he pulled it right off the bat. He like, as soon as he kind of landed on it, was walking around, he already knew he was out. Again, does he does Malia stop that? Does he not? It kind of like if you watch the highlights and you kind of were there watching the game, if you could, you saw that they kept panning back to him after that goal. And it was kind of like, what if he was in there? What if could he have stopped it? Could he have done something to prevent that? But fortunately for us, it pushed Chicho up into the goal scoring for i believe his ninth goal of the season and now kind of almost vying for the uh, golden boot of this of this year well yeah tati castellanos is out so it's anybody's to take right Uh, he would have run away with it i think this year but that's not the story anymore uh and you know with chicho it's a nice way of him to remind the league that they screwed up by not selecting him for the all-star team I'm still saying that, you know, as hot as he's been this year, it's ridiculous that he's not out there. 
my take, but that's why I feel. Okay, though, we get to rest him. That works, too. Mm -hmm. uh, as it keeps going, of course, we get a few necessary substitutions, of course. And who enters the match, Tony? Gareth Bale, the dragon. And, um, it, again, me and Joseph were talking about it during the game. And he was just like, this is the first time we're going to see them. I was just like, no, Vela's out. Vela got substituted for a blessing, which was a very, like, again, it was kind of one of those things that was just kind of strange. But, again, Vela is... In this weather, you will pull a hamstring. He's been playing a good good amount of time, so just get him rest up and get him ready for Seattle moving forward. Um, and you kind of saw the – I don't want to – I want to say world-class, but also the the speed that I'm so used to seeing from him as playing Real Madrid because, again, I have one of the most memorable goals besides the bicycle kick in the finals is the goal where he kind of literally passes the balls to himself, outruns the Barcelona defender, gets catches up and scores a goal. And you saw the pace right off in the band because you see Chicho and he was way behind halfway field. Gareth Bale saw it and he put up pretty much just hit a switch afterburners passed everyone. Chicho found him and literally got his first goal of his MLS career uh, LAFC career and uh, we weren't there to celebrate it but the people who were there um, Ox unfortunately unfortunately for us was there to see it and also Papa Ox was there too but it was this is what you're going to have to deal with and he's in still preseason mode is the best way to say it yeah he's still finding himself I will say this though I think what impresses me the most and there's a million things that impress me about like Gareth Bale his ability in these games to scan the run of play if you watch him, his head is constantly on a pivot. He's always looking for that run, trying to find a seam, looking for a bigger play than what he's at at the moment. It's been fun to watch that how, how well he's already adjusting to the flow of the game here. Um, and he created his own goal. Let's be honest. That was him. That was his creation. He gave it. He made the run. It, absolutely impressive. And Arango, of course, executed, right? That's what he did. Uh, it looked great on, on both both parts there and of course the celebration even better showing you how tight this team is again don't break this up don't mess it up um throwing up the Chiellini celebration I found that absolutely hilarious as well because it's your first ever goal in the league you think you'd go with your typical run nah he does a Chiellini celebration and they, they 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 go hug at the bench again tight that's what this team is they have the right winning mindset by playing this way by functioning this way. I know Escobar probably feels better today. I know he had a hard time coming out. But again, the hunger is there. The fight is there. The unity is there. It's what you need to do to make a run. And uh, it's great to see that the star players, again, are a part of the team. Nobody's holding anybody in high regard. They're a part of the show. And it's really, really refreshing to see from these guys. Um if I could, I yes, want to chime in for a quick mm -hmm. second on Bale. Ox, tell me in the comments if you heard this too or if it was just my imagination. But the moment that Garrett Bale was subbed in, that stadium exploded. It was the loudest I had heard CMP in a very long time. And even after Bale scored that goal, everyone was cheering. I kid you not. Even in the cauldron which is sporting supporters group if you go back and look at the replay 
there were people cheering. It was insane. Like you honestly, I honestly thought I was back at the bank for a quick second. The, it just that roar. It was like I said, it was just insane. The atmosphere, everyone was there to see Bale and Kalini. You know, more of what I kind of said last week when we previewed that the stadium, it was sold out, which it was. And oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm so happy to at least have seen that goal. I'm happy that you were there. I'm happy that Ox and Papa Ox were there, right? People that we're, that, that we're close with, right? Our friends mm-hmm. get to see this. We didn't get to see it because we're back at home, but you guys got to, and that's special. That's important. Um, again, you're on the field. You see this. You see the press conferences. You see Bale's responses that he gives. This is a happy situation. It already looks like a good marriage from the start. Uh, again, I think I haven't seen him smile this much in a very long time, except when he wears a red shirt. You know, uh, it's been a while for him. So, again, but he good, was definitely happy. all smiles. Him, Kalini, and the rest of the team. I kind of alluded to this earlier where when I was lucky enough to stand on the field for the final 10 minutes um, after the match, when the LAFC came through the, came off the field through the visitors tunnel, all the fans were there just cheering and yelling. I even had SKC fans like almost begging me, please bring bail over to us. Please bring bail. I, Hey, I don't have that kind of power. So, <laughs> but it just the overall reaction was outstanding. I think uh, Chicho at one point grabbed a water bottle and started throwing it every which way. So you had water going everywhere. <laughs> like it was just a celebration for sure. Ah, man, they're making football fun. That's what they're doing. Uh, and and I I love being a part of the circus. Right. We said it would be a circus in the best kind of ways. And guess what, folks? They're proving to be the show. So uh, all good there. Um, reactions on the match. Let me throw it to you guys on that. Uh, Bam, overall, what was your thoughts about the match itself? Um, overall, I thought it was a great match. We SKC had the better chances, I would say, in the first half. The way we defended was how we've been defending this year. It's great to see us actually getting out there and defending. Um, second half, we're a completely different beast. You know, they always say there's two sides to every story, and there's always two halves to every LOC game. And the second half is always our better half. Um, I'm going to throw it out there. When we got the yellow card in the fifth minute, I was like, yep, yeah, this is what we're expecting from the ref. It's going to be card happy and all that. He did a great job. He didn't over officiate the game, he let the game flow, which I was happy to see. You know, it's wild. SKC didn't have a single yellow card in the game. I know. There's only three yellow cards. <laughs> but to, to right. me, it was the, the the ref let the game flow, which from a football point of view, that's what you want. You want a free-flowing game, and that's what it was. So to me, it was not only one of the better games by LAFC, but won the better games by a pro referee. Agreed. And and what we're seeing is the new generation of MLS refs that were, that are finally breaking in. Finally, come on. They are honestly better than the old heads. They're better than the veterans that get all the big games. Honestly, that's what I'm seeing is this new generation is, is kind of rising to the occasion. 
Um, it's 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 a good thing to see. It's a good thing to see that these newer player, uh, newer refs are getting trusted to to follow a game with Bale involved, you know, and and do it and run with it and keep the speed up, keep the flow going. This is the football we all want to watch, right? Exactly. Uh, you want to exactly. see a game that can be physical, but also have flow, and we got yeah. that. We did. The, the the thing that uh, that is disappointing though is that he is actually not the head ref for this weekend. He's actually the fourth official in the um, Minnesota versus Timbers match this weekend. So I don't know oh, why he got yeah. pushed onto the fourth official because he had a great game. But we'll see what happens there. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, maybe they just cycle. But he he's earned more minutes. That's for sure. If you want to say it that way, uh, hopefully we you know. We see him out there again because he did a good job. And nobody can really complain about that. Fun fact, we only had 40% of possession in this game. Yeah, counterattack to full effect. Very interesting by the crew. Uh, but we had more shots on goal, obviously, right? Got the win. So good on that. Tony, any final thoughts about this match before we get into our top three, sir? The miss by Gareth Bale. We have to talk about it. <laughs> so as most of you know uh gareth bale had a chance for a brace he had a the ball in possession in half and he took it and he kind of wanted to be again it was he talked about it he was happy about the goal he was happy about the goal getting the three points and everything and kind of missed the opportunity again if, if it was anybody else it'd be like i didn't give him the show or anything like that but his mindset was a very different of three points. Let's keep moving forward. This is perfect for myself and the team to move forward. And he kind of tried to chip the goalie again to, to realize that he went, tried to chip it, went wide. And it, I, I guess if he scored that goal, it would have been a uh, loud stadium. And the last thing I have to say, and I should have done in the beginning, but unfortunately with the new fans coming in because of MLS, because of Keelini, because of Bale, we have new people coming into to the stadiums to watch these players and watch them for the first time. And with that comes old habits that need to die. And I'm saying this need to die. The chant was heard. I, we didn't hear it live i didn't hear live i know joseph didn't hear live so it was kind of surprisingly but there are clips out there of people when max corpel was about to go kip and that champ um reared his ugly head and it needs to die you can even see in the video if you guys want to look it up you can probably find it the two people well two people actually saying it so it's not like you just hear it. you see the people some of the people who are saying it in the video so Again, overall good game, but just a black stain that we just need to get rid of in this in US and hopefully it gets overall just destroyed from that chant. You know, and I will say this credit to those who did reach out and alerted everybody to what had happened. Um again, again these were directed towards Max in both cases, one in Nashville and also in KC. Uh credit to the SKC supporters who quickly jumped on and did a unified statement with 3252 uh to get get the word out and make sure that this thing ends we have to fight it we have to challenge the league to be more aggressive about it as well um and eventually we heard from nashville they finally you know got into the mix too um because dude it's 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 a horrible thing this has to stop 
and the only way you're going to get it to stop is to acknowledge it, step one, and combat it uh, and demand better from the league to, to police this thing. Because if you don't, it, you know, all progress lost. So thank you, Tony, for bringing that up. Because, again, two matches in a row, come on. We got to get got to get this stand. That's for certain. That's for certain. And I know at the bank, we'll be vigilant. Rest assured, the staff will be vigilant. Security will be vigilant. That thing pops up. It's on. It's you know, all bets are off for you. Whether you're gonna be staying in that game. So, uh, yeah, that's where we're at right now. We'll we'll do our best. We'll be our best. We challenge everyone to be their best as well. All right. So that brings us to the stars. We hear about the villains. Let's hear about the stars. Uh, bam. What have you heard? Where's the votes? Where's everybody out on this one? Uh, from the fans, we had a few votes coming in for Chicho, Sifu, Balgo's first couple of votes. Um, Apoku was up there. For me personally, I went three votes Chicho because he had an outstanding game. You just know nothing you can say about it. I've gone two votes Opoku. I thought he had a great game on the wings and what he was doing, especially the assist, was really well done. And my one vote has to go for keeping the clean sheet and some great saves in the first half is Max, plain and simple. That's my three votes. Get the shutout, out. You earn the stars, right? I mean, that, that usually works that way. Tony, uh, where were your votes, sir? Um, Chicho as the my top because of the assist and the goal to get us in the right direction. Um, I would give a Poku the assist and then Kilini actually for the defensive way of every, of going everything. Because again, he has transformed the defense where it's, it's kind of scary when you take him out <laughs> at the end of the day. Cause again, you don't want to take him out, but he doesn't it's again, he's not a young buck anymore and we need to preserve him for a long season and we need him to win MLS cup, but he has transformed that back line into a dominant defensive end. And of course we will get better every, every, every game and we'll iron it out. So that is my three stars. Well done, well done. All right, Araceli, your three stars of the match. Uh, for my three, the top would obviously have to be Chito, not only for the goal, but he's just been very consistent in every match. Uh, coming in second, Gareth Bale, because how can you not? First um, career MLS career goal. And then for number one, for the last, I put Cifuentes because he continues to be a playmaker. He almost got that goal at stoppage time, and he assisted Chicho for his goal to get the breakthrough. Yep, yep. I love your picks. I really do. Um, I'm going to say, obviously, Orango, right? Chicho's got to be number one. He is a show right now. It's beautiful. But I also got to give it to Cifuentes. I'll make him my second star for this one because, uh, again, flow, movement, sacrifice. He's doing it all right now. Everything that you can ask for him, he's doing. You can't say he's not. He's really grown into the position. He fits perfectly where he's at. We don't need to move for a guy at this point. He's doing the job, right? Don't break things up. It's working. Third star, of course, I would definitely give it to Gareth Bale. Why? He got on the mark. He also 
broke the record for us for substitutes putting a ball in the net. Got to show some love for that. Again, that's the Dolo effect, people. That's the Dolo effect. It, it helps when you have Gareth Bale as your substitute. But still, the substitutions are working out the way they should. So, yes, we have to acknowledge that. So there are my picks. So on that note, let's throw it out to the listeners. You guys, you guys got what you need to say. Oh, wait, wait, Tony, yes? I I'm a, say something there, man. No, I was saying I'm All agreeing right. with you. Like, let's bring it out to the to the comments. All right, yeah, people. we've been, dude. We got about 55 comments out there. So you guys have been ready. It must be the night before a match, right, guys? You get that vibe right now, the excitement going on. Yeah, let's get into that. I have All one right, more let's... thing to say, though. Actually, yeah, I'm calling her out. So we have a fangirl in our presence at the moment. Do you want to explain that, RSLE? It's a private conversation, Tony. Do you really want to bring that out? I, it's he. It, he has an effect on many people, so we have to. <laughs> Come wow, on, bro. man. I I fangirl over him, so don't even worry about it. All right. When I was now waiting we have in to the... <laughs> I ought to say it real quick. It's nothing salacious. When I was waiting in the tunnel, a lot of the guys that were coming through, I guess some of them remembered me, which is great. So they were like all high fives and fist bumps. But once Chicho walked by, instead of a high five, he like grabbed my wrist. And it was just kind of that like, kind of moment <laughs> and i told tony in confidence but he wants me to talk about it it's and it, yes I, this is the wrist and he touched so just leave it there hey if it makes Never you feel any better again nancy has his shorts and she fangirl over him it's not it's like i understand it was in confidence but this is like Again, we do get into players and fangirling. Like we are professionals here and there, but there we there are moments in every reporter, professionally or unprofessionally, you have to fangirl over it. And like again, I'll be the first to say it if once if um Cristiano ever came to the States, if he ever came to the States, I'd fangirl over him. And be like, oh my god, I'm never watching this for span ever again. And that's the same way. Okay, so. but now you're comparing actually Cristiano. Like, come on. <laughs> but okay, it's, I'm, I'm just in general. In general. In generally speaking, to, to, okay. To, to, to be fair, I, I think I'd fangirl more over Chicho than CR. So. Oh, 100%. I agree with you. You can keep Cristiano. It's okay. You're fine with him. I don't need him. He's yours. <laughs> Chicho? Come on, this guy, there's this this electricity that he gives off. There is an energy that he gives off. There's happiness there, right? Mm -hmm. There's hero status, but there mm -hmm. is a vibe to Chicho. You cannot deny it. It's there. I can't blame you, Araceli, because pretty much everyone in the stadium in the North End, when this guy gets within 10 feet, it's like the Beatles, man. Like, mm -hmm. it's just the star is here. And really, he's becoming that fan favorite, uh, just like Blessing, where there's a different kind of love for this player. It's not just on his performances, right? Mm -hmm. The buy-in is there. Everyone sees it. The fight is there. Everyone sees it. This man takes to the knee, right, every game before the kickoff. 
He's thankful for everything he gets. There's a humility that we all value. That, I think, is a big reason why we're all pretty much fanboying and fangirling on Chicho. I'm there. You're there. Bam's there. Tony, he's he's dreaming Cristiano. What can you do? What can you I'm do? Chicho. Uh, well, Chicho is one of my favorites, and I will fango over him, and I still yell for people to get him. So, again. Yeah. You forget. You know, right? I mean, the guys, are, they're just genuine and they're really easy to talk to. Really sweet. So really, really sweet guys. And I'm not just saying that, you know, from obviously a fan perspective or anything, but professionally speaking as well. Like when I interviewed Kalini, he was extremely professional. And real quick, I, I kind of failed to mention this earlier. I need to give a quick shout out to my friend Luis Villarreal. He's the one that helped me. Uh, film that interview and get the pictures for us, which I will be posting tomorrow morning. So huge shout out to him for all of his help. He, if anyone was a fanning more than me, it was definitely him. Like he, he just couldn't believe that Kalini was standing right there in front of us. So big thank you to Luis. Uh, great work. Dude, and, you know, he's been putting in the work. I know he's done it with U.S. national team stuff as well, right? I think Acosta, he got some camera time with him. He's putting in the work. Uh, we're thankful for that. Good stuff, man. Good stuff, Luis. Now, talking about fanboy stuff, I did fanboy on Podolski when he was in town, so I will fully admit to that. There are just certain players, man. I get it, Tony. I get it. All right, let's throw it out there. I Dude, number one today, check this out, would be the one and only Jonathan Raima. That's right. He says, what up, boys? But quickly finds himself and goes, yes, and Araceli. Dude, right? Dan is in the mix, too. Daniel Angel, welcome, sir. Uh, he's showing the love that we all feel towards the Seattle Flounders. Yes, F the Flounders. We're with you on that. Uh, Luke, there we go. Luke says, sorry about SKC, Araceli. See, there's love, Araceli. We understand your pain. Let's see. Alan is in the mix. Burke is in the mix. Good seeing you on here. Uh, Luke wanted to jump in on the Orlando comment, right? Orlando Stadium was sad. Semi-final, and they can't put butts in the upper deck in a 20,000-seat stadium. It's embarrassing, man. It is super embarrassing. And it's also funny because I could swear I could hear some Red Bull supporters in, that, in the sound mix, too, that they were putting in better energy. They were. Sorry, they were. Um, I felt bad well, for Red uh, Bulls getting thumped the way they did, but it is Red Bull, so you can't feel that bad. Yes, exactly. Yes, oh, of, co of course, you could hear the energy from Red Bulls. That's all they're on. Dad jokes are plenty. There we go. All right, they didn't have wings. Okay. Uh, right. Painful, painful people. All right, Edgar Corral says Orlando is going to smash, though no competition. I don't know, man. You, it's a final. I know. It's in their house. If three people show up again, no advantage, right? If they actually show up for the final, we'll see. I bet you Sacramento is going to bring an army to that one. They'll go across country. You will see. They travel pretty well for a USL side. They really do. I've been with them before. They're cool people. I think they'll go, they'll go pretty strong for this one. As many tickets as they can. I think they'll do well with this. The energy is right. Uh, Alan Hernandez, tough week for Araceli. Yes, we agree. Sorry, Araceli. 
Anthony Bermudez says, rumor LAC are signing uh, Dennis Buanga's DP. DP, maybe. We don't know. Uh, until the hat box drops, we can just wait for Rich's clues and have fun with that. The report sound pretty like legit. He would fit. So let's see. As Anthony says, he had 10 goals, three assists last season as a midfielder wing uh, on a team that was not doing well at all. So, again, a relegated side. So tough times on relegated sides, right? We know this. But he still produced. Uh, Edge, here he is. Says Orlando was amazing versus Red Bull New York. Unfortunately, no way uh, SKC will win in Orlando. I think you guys might you might be setting yourself up here. The Cinderella story continues. If you can take three others out, why can't you take a fourth? It's the East, too, so whatevs, you know? You never know when these games kick off. Uh, don't dare blame Funnel Cakes, says Jonathan. Nice. Uh, funnel Cakes are proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. You can't go to the fair without a Funnel Cake. It's just not. It's just not American. Come on. <laughs> you got to have it in the fair. All right. Daniel Angel says, LAFC Edge never really got in pro-rail argument out of MLS. Uh, like, I like the MLS is unique. However, if Sac Republic get the Lamar, I think it proves pro-rail is needed. You know what? Like, they pay their players their own way. They're not restricted the way we are, right? Um, the restriction is how many tickets they sell and the sponsorships they get real world stuff you know not fantasy land caps so if they have a top player it's because they're paying through the nose to get them and finding a way to make it happen uh they have the higher risk than all of us to exist mm -hmm. so good on them yeah i i think they did show something in this match that that you can level up with an mls side they've done it what three times now so that's not by accident it's not by accident they got there for a reason they earned their way there is ox man Good seeing you on here, dude. So happy you were at the game, sir. LOC Edge says, Daniel Angel, agree. I'm for pro oil. I love it. The debate continues forever and ever. I'll never get it. Well, I don't know. With this MLS next thing, and maybe down the line we'll see something with where it's in-house completely and everyone's protected. Because obviously that seems to be the story. Uh, Edge says, I think MLS USL is established enough where they can go through Pruel eventually. But again, the problem is as long as you charge fees to enter a league, that owner has no interest in throwing that money away. And if your team does get promoted, are they going to now have to pay a fee to take the promotion? That's how MLS operates. You can't get in a league unless you pay a fee. So very complicated and fees that keep the league alive. Let's be honest. It's a part of the program as well. So yeah, again, very, very complicated situation. Well, uh, what about no, Dennis Wonga? Yes. Go for it, Bam. Not only with that though, they're two different organizations. So it's kind of like saying you're going to merge um, EPL and Scottish football together. They're two different organizations. So with that, you're going to have to merge them together, which will be interesting if they ever do that. Right. I mean, we're dealing with a giant franchise when it's MLS, you know, a series of franchises. It's not individual clubs. I, I know it hurts to hear it that way, but that is how it, it operates. A single entity is a single entity. Mm -hmm. You got to join the club to move in. That costs money. Uh, Daniel Angel, justify Open Cup bow out is helping us focus on the real league goals, MLS Cup, Supporter Shield, instead of domestic competition. 
You know where the whole shield isn't a real trophy crowd. The shield isn't a trophy crowd is a bunch of losers. Sorry, they're mad because they don't win it. When they win it, you'll see them wanting to hold that trophy, acting like a bunch of fools to get it. They only write it off when they're not the ones holding it. I have yet to see a team in MLS win the supporter shield and go, yeah, it's just a supporter shield. No, the players go crazy. The supporters go crazy. I have yet to see someone not be excited about winning a supporter shield. Maybe the Red Bulls did it again because, you know, it's their kiss of death. Maybe, but still, they're excited because it's special. You did something over the course. It should be respected more. And those that don't respect it, they're not fans of history, I guess. It's important. Very important. Uh, Daniel says, don't want to give them any more ammo. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. Uh, Edge says, hate to try before you buy. Teams end up getting players for whole seasons for pennies on the dollar. It's a ripoff. I think our Fenerbahce situation uh, with Rossi being so dragged out, that that told us right there that it's not the healthiest thing. That and that club right now, I'm not so happy with. And, and you all saw the stuff in, in Twitter and the news. Why not? But... Yeah, I've never had an affinity for war criminals, and I wouldn't sing their name in the stands. So there you go. Uh, Jonathan Reimer. 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 Sorry, man. I'm having a moment. Uh, Fuwanga. He got it. All right. Pronounced. There it is. Uh, Edge. All right. This is Are you saying Rossi deal was bad? We got exposure at least a million in TAM and millions. We got money, but it was delayed. I think that was the concern, and we weren't sure it was going to happen. So I think the mystery of that and also getting stuck with the DP, you can't dump the DP while they're on loan. That's not fun either. So yeah, it can get sketch. <laughs> Ox says America would be the worst club to go to for, for Brian. Who knows? I mean, they've got a lot of talent there. So how many minutes is he possibly going to get again? We don't know how he fits in their system. We really don't know what they're looking for. If, if that's the case. Hector Gonzalez says, do you guys know uh, who started the rumor that Chichi was being shopped and the LAC was looking for a nine? I think it was Taylor Twelman. He was wrong about Suarez, so maybe the team wasn't shopping Chicho. I'll just be dead honest with all of you. Every player's for sale. No one's not for sale. The matter, it's a matter of money. That's all it is. Okay. If the price is right, there's a time where you can't say no. If a team wants a player bad enough and they're willing to spend crazy money to get him, you'd be a fool not to sell. That's business. That's football. Everyone has a price. Everyone has a value. And if the numbers match up, you're going to pull the trigger. That's life. Chicho, who knows? Maybe someone was trying to get him in the first place. He's having a good year. Yeah, I know. I don't want him shopped, but I get the business of football. Again, they think here, right? That's the business, not here. From here, we never want to see him go. So it's tough. It's tough. Uh, Daniel Angel says, uh, 12 and start the rumors. You could argue against it during the Carson match. Well, that's great. If he wants to talk about us at the Carson match, the more he wants to do that, the better. I think that's entertaining. The fact that they're talking about the real LA club while covering Carson. Again, who's in whose shadow now? Welcome to the shadow, gentlemen. You're in ours. Good. Uh, Small says, FO's dropping dead ends to the media. Why not? 
have fun with it. Again, buzz is buzz. Uh, Daniel says, uh, voices, uh, said Moose was progressing well, three to four weeks away from coming back. Good news for him. It's kind of tough. The injury was as bad as it was. Uh, again, we wish well for Moose. His name got thrown about too. Obviously he's hurt. So who knows where that's at? We'll see where that goes. Um, but we all love Moose. We want to see him lifting trophies too. Uh, Ox says witnessing Bell's first goal and almost the second was awesome. Yeah, that chip must have been agonizing, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that would be fun, man. Uh, Martial says made it to the pod. Yes, you did, sir. Uh, who's going tomorrow? Well, two of us can raise our hands, I think, for this one, right? I'll be there. Tony will be. That is for sure. Uh, Araceli and Bam will be there in spirit. That is for certain. Unless Araceli is going to surprise us and she shows up, but you never know, people. <laughs> Araceli, I like, have to no. work tomorrow night, so I'll be watching from the comfort of my couch. <laughs> the, in spirit, in spirit, she is there. There, uh, Daniel says he's in. There you go. See y'all tailgate. There it is. Uh, Hector Gonzalez really thought SKC was going to send their B team against us and focus on Sacramento, and they didn't, and it cost them. So interesting. Uh, ooh, Mike, I love this because we're going to debate it, but we'll do it now. Why not? It says, will Gareth Bale start tomorrow? I'll start this and I'll throw it to you guys. Yes, I think he's starting tomorrow. I do. Why? He's hungry. He wants it. He's looking ready. So I think he gets, how does he not start at home, right? It just doesn't, doesn't make sense. Araceli, do you think we're going to see Bale get the start? I don't see it happening. Oh, there's a okay. chance he might. Hold on, Tony. Let me finish. <laughs> There's a <laughs> chance he might, but I just do not see it happening considering how well the team has been doing for the last two matches. So for the fans, I see Sharondolo maybe starting him, but he has been kind of a second-half sub lately. So it, it all depends on how ready he is. He looked in shape, didn't he? He did look like he was in good shape. We'll kind of. Uh, yeah, kind of, sort of. Bam, do you think he's getting the start? No. I'm, I'm drawing Aracel in this. He, he's not getting the start. I, I'm looking at going the lineup he's been picking to start the last couple of games. He's going to keep going that. They're a great start, second lineup. Again, I just see him. He's going to be that halftime sub, come on second 45 and destroy it. So for me, he's not going to start. Ooh, okay. Tony? All right. Friday night game, prime time, against a rival club that everybody wants to see him play against. This will be the first opportunity for him. He is going to have the Vela Bale Chicho experiment go. So there is no way... If away, I understand him not starting, but because it's been two away games, because, again, agreeing with Joseph, first game at, at the bank as an official LFC member eligible to play, you can't write it more in Hollywood. It is better than that. Price of admission, people. I just think that's it. Like You're going to want to cash it in on this one national audience everybody's tuning in to see everybody's going crazy to get to the game i'm hearing 
a lot of buzz of people trying to get there and some interesting interesting folks that will be there. Uh, it's going to be packed. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be electric. And if you thought SKC had some energy, just imagine this guy walking out in warm-ups. Just in warm-ups is going to be a show. But then he walks out. Anthem goes, right? We see him do the kickoff and he begins the game and everyone's going to be in dreamland. So, and Seattle starts their games very slowly and it would make perfect sense to just bludgeon them quickly uh, because they start very slowly as of late. So I just, you know, I'm going to vote with my heart on this one more than my head and say he gets into this game. It's the football supporter in me. All right. Good stuff, Michael, for bringing that up. Uh, the debate. All right. Jonathan says better mashup for our goal scorers on the week. <laughs> Garango or Belicho. Oh, man. Get a triple name in there. Just mess with us, dude. Nice. Ox. Uh, the way the match is going first half, surprise being get scored on first. Yeah, that was a battle. Uh, let's see. Let's throw some other ones in there. Ox also mentions the crowd that he heard at SKC. Right? A little weird. A little weird. Uh, he also mentioned security was bigger than it ever was. Well, I mean, there was a pitch invader in Nashville, and they can't take that chance with 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 bail so not cool uh let's see oh daniel says let acosta get a rest he needs it and we'll come back more hungry we'll also help get chemistry and reps for our other midfielders interesting interesting thought he looks hungry already but again it's home cooking man i can't help but think that the top lineup goes just has to just has to we gotta we gotta bury seattle before they get back in the playoff race that's what we gotta do you got to thump them. You got to bring out your best. We'll see what happens. But I, it makes sense, though, if Acosta does get some, some rest. Uh, first three. Oh, there's Daniels. He's throwing it out there. Uh, three points to Chicho. Poco gets the two. Third goes to Murillo. Nice. Nice. All right. Uh, let me see. Ox did hear that horrible chant. He did bring that up. Oh, Okay. Mike says, do you think LAFC will ever go to a wristband policy for 3252 section to keep randos away? I don't. I don't. If security does its job, it'll limit the randos. But security needs to do its job. It's a very simple check. If they can't follow through, it is really on them. But again, the crush is going to be there all over the stadium at this point. People are going to want to get as close as they can whenever they can because of who we have on the field now. Yeah, uh, tough on them, but again, we have we have a full crazy section. What are you gonna do? And I think Al jumps on that as well and says, "No, uh, team itself like that likes it full and rowdy." Yeah, the beer showers have been pretty impressive the last few matches. I can't see them wanting to lower the lower the volume, man. It's 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 a show out there too. Uh, Daniel says, "Mike eight oh five, don't think so." I think they're motivated to get uh, fill up sometimes. Yeah, so he's also with it. Uh, let's see. <laughs> he called Chicho a flirt. He's a happy guy. What can you say? And yes, he did give give his shorts, which, yeah, good on him. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even gonna click on it, but you all saw Mark. You're funny, man. All love, sir. Uh, Ox giving a shout out to Aristelli. Yeah, y'all read it. I know. I know. Uh, shout out to Araceli for the hospitality from Ox. Let's see. 
Oh, man. Uh, Mark says, Bill won't start, but the Berwinning subs in will be. Yeah, I mean, when you get to announce the player, that's going to be fun, too. Right? I get that dramatic situation as well, but I still want to see the men start again. Vote in my heart. Uh, Al says, would you start him for 67 minutes to bring on at the half? Right? Tactical, right? Maybe that's the better option, but we will see. We will see. Uh, Ox doesn't think he's starting uh, either. Dolo emphasizes the preseason vibes. Uh, Marcella has had problems with randos in the South End. Yeah, a lot of new faces. A lot of new faces. That's for sure. A few new season ticket holders, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Al says Acosta is suspended due to yellow card accumulation. So there you go. There you go. Which I believe that uh, Bam is going to be covering that in a few and who's in, who's out. So good stuff, Al. Thanks for the heads up on that. All right, guys. Those are the comments. Let's get back into the mix. Of course, club and community news would be that. We all know who does club and community news. That would be Tony, sir. Tony, what have you got from the community, sir? Tailgates, to be honest. That's the best way to say it. And then, um, of course, the... Royal Rumble coming up this Wednesday is the other big event that is going on. So be safe on that one. Have fun. Be safe. Again, be safe. And I'll say it one more time, be safe because, yeah. But um, there is one, actually one more event that is going on. TSG is actually having a meet and greet. So if you ever, again, watch parties are very fun to meet everybody that you need to meet. Um, but sometimes the uh, sometimes they want they want a more personal without all the rowdiness and the fam. So uh, they're having a summer meet and greet picnic on Saturday, July thirtieth, from eleven a.m. to four p.m. at Griffin Park. So if you ever want to see a supporter group, one of one of my favorites, one of the ones that was very welcoming when I first started roaming around SGs trying to figure out where I fit in. TSG was a very welcoming group, even at their watch party. So uh, go out there and hang out with them. There it is. Good stuff. Uh, other big event going on right now that's sold out, right, sir? Uh, yes, the uh, AIM uh, Casino Night. So for those of you who are uh, going, it's going to be a big event as this is the first one since COVID. And it's always a fun time to go to that. There are some nice signed uh, raffles that will be going on if you haven't checked out aim um go check this out it's a, about two players that we just signed and uh one's a signed italian jersey which i wish i can get and the other one is a lafc uh jersey signed by gareth bale so um go have fun it's a good event i'll if it, yeah. uh, it's they do great work for them and as well as there's a lot of sponsors going in and pushing forward with this as well it's a huge huge event it's an absolute blast to go it's a black tie affair so you do have to get dressed up for this bad boy um yeah the the raffle items that show up for this are are beyond it and of course it's casino night so you cash in right for raffle tickets that's usually the way it plays so the better you play in the casino, the better chance you get at winning something. And yes, autograph stuff is legit at these events. You'd, you'd be crazy not to go. And it's usually not just LAFC. It's usually Dodger stuff, like a lot of cool stuff that gets that gets thrown about. So um, if you can make it, thank you for doing it. Thank you for getting the ticket again. It's sold out. So uh, 
good on everybody for their generosity to get into the show. But uh, those who are going, have a great time. And I believe the DJ for this will be DJ Fresco. Yeah, I'm going to embarrass you, sir. DJ Fresco will be actually doing it at this event, right? Putting on the show. Uh, all love to Fresco, man. Thanks for volunteering your time and doing that, man. Good stuff. All right. Now let's shift it over to the black and gold vinyl club minute. I know we've had some wild ones the last time I think we did it where it wasn't even somebody from the area. Guess what? We did our search credit Araceli for finding the proper artist for this. We wanted an artist from Kansas because that's where they actually play. Who do you have Araceli? We have none other than Janelle Monet with electric lady. Like she is an absolute icon here. There we go. Good stuff. Yes. Uh, amazing actress, amazing artist. Uh, good find. So Janelle Monae is our selection for vinyl of the week. Um, and you're saying Electric Lady is the preferred album, correct? Yes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Thank right. you, Araceli, for doing that. I know we hit all genres. All good, man. Love it. Love it. Tony, you have something in there? Yeah, I've seen her live with uh, Bruno Mars when they when Bruno Mars first came out with his first album. A good live show. Overall, it's if you want like if when it goes like oh, do they sound exactly like the sound of the album? A hundred percent, and the you actually get a show. She was doing painting while singing as well. I know Hazy's done that before as well, but the first time I ever saw it was them, and it was at the old against. Uh, the Gibson Amphitheater in uh, Universal, if I remember, that's what it was called. That's where I saw them perform a long time ago. Super cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, she's an amazing artist. Uh, excellent find. Excellent find. All right. Let's get into it, people. That's right. LASC versus our rival Seattle Sounders. And I do call them a rival because historically it has been. We've burned each other several times. It has definitely been a real back and forth pretty even in the rivalry as well this is a proper rivalry i will keep saying this because of the football because of the football this has been good bam seattle's had a weird season haven't they they have they have they're not their their usual self to, to say the least um they're sitting outside the playoff zone at the moment their last three games have been some interesting games with one win and two losses. The two losses were a 1-0 loss to Chicago and a 1-0 loss to Nashville. Both of them were away. And their last game was a 2-1 win at home to Colorado. Interesting. And, of course, that game was a weird one, right? That was really interesting. So Colorado ended up scoring early on in the third minute. Um 43rd minute, Morris scored an equalizer. 47th minute, you got Rowe receiving his second yellow card for time-wasting by throwing the ball over the advertising board. So he's suspended for this upcoming game. Like, it's one of the things where it's like, it's the 47th minute. You're not um, holding on to a 1-0 lead. It's just after halftime. Why do something so stupid? And then in the 71st minute, um, the Colorado's keeper saved the ball. Morris went out, beats him to the ball on the rebound, and as he gets to the ball, 
the keeper comes out and trips up Morris, which leads to Lorendo getting a penalty for in the 71st minute. Where MLS can look amazing, there's moments where MLS can look like trash. And I will say this straight up. The highlights of this game were pure trash. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. It didn't feel Seattle at all. It was a messy, ugly game. Technically, their goal probably shouldn't have been one. The first one, a quick restart that was, what, 20 yards away from where the actual foul happened? Like, what is going on here? Um, again, old refs aren't that hot in this league, so I'll just throw that there. Um, weird red card, weird situation, sloppy goals. The penalty that they got to take the lead, again, keeper error for the most part. Yeah, taking out a player for no good reason. Again, just ugly, ugly, ugly moments. Nothing to sell the league on, that's for sure. And they somehow got a win when they probably shouldn't have. But I guess that's the glory of playing on a plastic pitch at home. Things happen. Yeah. So speaking of the good, the bad, and the ugly, I've said plenty ugly. <laughs> uh, Tony, give us the good, the bad, and the ugly on these guys. What is going on? It's a rivalry game, so you kind of throw everything out the window. But again, this is also, there's more to it as well with Seattle. They are currently ninth on the table. So, and this is when both them and Portland start to ramp up going into playoff mode. And so they become very dangerous. Um, one of their most dangerous pairs is Johns Morrison because he is, he is. Um, I believe he creates the biggest chances for them for like seven per game. So it's getting kind of crazy with them. The only good thing about them, they haven't scored in the last two away games. So don't expect them to come out trying to score. But um, it's going to, but again, against us, they want blood. Again, we've had the, advantage the whole up until the conference uh finals two years ago uh three years ago i believe now sorry i was gonna say two years ago but it's if again 2020 feels like it's just that's like a a year that's never been there but it's been three years since of that and then they've dominated the uh, matchup moving forward it's odd um you look at where they're at what's going on they win a ccl right very impressive they sacrifice a lot to do that from their from their results in league. It costs them. But you also look now that it, that's all said and done, and they're still not gaining any momentum. I'm sorry, but that last match didn't didn't give me the confidence that it's the Seattle Sounders. It didn't look like the Seattle Sounders. Um, one thing I do notice, if you just look at the stats, their issue isn't defense, right? They've allowed 25 goals. We've allowed 22. Um, it's production, goal production. While we're sitting at 42 goals on the year, they got 28. That's right. Three goal difference. That's where they're at right now. We know what they can do. We know their firepower. It just hasn't paid off yet. They've had moments, but you could see in this game, goals were pretty much manufactured. Lucky goals. Then they're getting shut out two games before that, right? The last two before that. The production just isn't there right now for them. It's not looking the part. Uh, and it's very strange now past battles with these guys, the last five matches looks to me like they have what the advantage, right? I mean, 
Look at these scores, right? 3-1 against us. Then they tie us. Then they beat us 2-0. We thump them 3-0. And then we go to their house, 1-1. Again, it tightens against us because it's a proper rivalry. We don't like each other. We don't like playing there. They don't like playing here. Uh, home team tends to have advantage. Going to be tough, right, Bam? Definitely very tough. Um, like, as you said, we've been... Out of the last five games, we played them twice at home. One was a 3-0 win. One was a 1-1 tie. You know, home teams always have an advantage. You also got to look at, we'll get this in early, the ref of the games, Joe Dickerson. You know, he's an experienced ref, done 87 games. Out of those 87 games overall, 42.5% home wins, 29.9 away wins, averaging 27.13 fouls per game, four yellows, and 0.21 reds. For LAFC, when they're at home, we've had one win, one to- one draw, and one loss against him with him. Seattle has had him three times away overall. All three have been wins. So mm. he is known to be a little bit of a Seattle fanboy by those stats. <laughs> that's that's not pretty. That goes down under uh, Tony's ugly section, I think. Uh, not good there. That's for sure. All right, so we got a little bit to worry about. Araceli, you've been tracking these guys, right? Um, wh- what do you think is going on? What's what's the missing piece? Where, where would you say that, oh, man, what is wrong with these guys? It's a little hard to kind of pinpoint that, to be honest. I mean, in all fairness, they've always been a tough opponent when it comes to these uh, rivalry matches. But I did see an interesting fact here that the Sounders have actually lost their last two away matches by a 1-0 scoreline. The Seattle has now suffered four 1-0 away defeats this season, twice as many as any other team this season. So perhaps that could be an advantage to us, considering it seems they're, they perform poorly on the road cons- uh, compared to back at Luminum Field. But other than that, I mean... It's going to be interesting to see who they field, considering Roe is out with a red card. So, again, I think the main concern would be like Jordan Morrison. Right. He's going to be the story here, uh, which I bring it to Bam. Who's in and who's out for this thing? Uh, for out for Seattle, got Roe out, obviously, red card. You got Paulo out, Vargas out, and Rui Diaz uh, listed as out, from what I can find. For us, a um, little bit of difference between what LFC has put out and what's on the MLS website. So for us, you've got Gaines and Moose are still out. I cost out with the yellow cards. And it's not on the MLS website, but it is on the LFC website. Um, Ismail Chaudhry Shadi is, is out. So, so there's one of those where it's like it's, <laughs> it's on one but not the other. So take that as, as you do. So bizarre. So bizarre. I feel bad for him because, you know, when he has played, he's played really well for us, but he just can't can't get healthy. Tough stuff. Tough stuff. So uh, looking at their lineup from the last match, they did play a 4-2-3-1. Such a Brian Schmetzer thing, right? Uh, definitely. Yeah. It's his favorite. He keeps doing it again. Uh, but you got to realize that, you know, their, their, their backs are going to come up, right? Roldan will move up. Roe, if he's available, he's not, uh, would normally move up. Uh, it's yeah. So last game again, Fry was in goal. Ariaga Gomez were in the back line. They were the anchoring things. They had Roldan on the right, Roe on the left. Rusnak, who was a purchase this year, right? They are bolstering the lineup. Uh, he's playing next to the other Roldan defensive mids. 
Lodero was your playmaker. Of course he would be. Uh, Medranda on the right, Morris on the left, with Bruin up top as the target man. Kind of an interesting lineup to run with, of course. Things got kind of thrown out eventually because of, of cards and everything. Uh, there were some minutes also where Bruin came out for Jackson Reagan. Uh, Montero came in for Morris eventually. And then Ethan uh, Doblier came in for Medranda. So you kind of see where the, the movement was. It was more on the offensive side of things, even though they were dealing with a red card situation. So, yeah, kind of a weird setup. Not really typical for them, but the subs were, were more of a concern on offense, I think, than anything else from what we saw. Now against Chicago, guess what? Same darn thing, 4-2-3-1. What a surprise, right? Uh, in that case, though, they had Cleveland in goal. Very good goalkeeper. He is the backup, but he could definitely be a starter somewhere one day. Don't be surprised by that. But they had Ariaga and Gomez anchoring the back line. No change there. Uh, Tolo was on the left side. Rowe was on the right. Mind you, again, Rowe is out for this one. So Tolo's probably going to get the start against us. Makes sense. Probably rolled on on the right side, if I'm going to guess. Okay. Uh, Leva and Rusnak were were holding it down uh, in the mid. Roldan was on the wing side of the right mid. Uh, Lodero playmaker, Morris on the left, Bruin up top. Minor changes, but you can kind of see where things are going at. The match before that against Nashville, they got a little bit more wild and played a 3-4-3 on the road. I think they were hungry to get something going. In that case, they started Montero with Rodon and Morris as his wings. Backline was Sissoko, Gomez, and Tolo. Very different. Uh, the midfield was Rusnak, Lodero, Rodon, Medranda. Familiar faces just shifted around. I can't say I'm going to see that in this game. I wouldn't bet on that. Bam, you look at the lineup. What do you think you're going to see? I'm thinking more that Nashville lineup because that was the last time that Rogue hmm. didn't play. He didn't even come on as a sub. So okay. I'm looking at the – they'll possibly do a 3-4-3. Three, three. Um, you know, like as I said, that was the last time that Rogue was in the lineup. They might put Frey in the goal instead of Cleveland, but I could see them going with the 3-4-3 three, three because they're missing Rowe, and Rowe is a massive piece for them. And Bruin came in as a substitute for, for Montero eventually, right? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. Okay. So in, in this case, would you think Montero gets the start against us? I mean, he has a history of hurting us. Do you think they'd run with him? I wouldn't be surprised. But at the same time, though, they could bring him on in the second half to counter us in the second half because we are such a better second half team. Tough look, that's for sure. Uh, Morris rolled on. Yeah, if they're playing a 3-4-3, three, three, it makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, Rowe not being in the lineup is a big problem for them. It is. Things have to shift like crazy. Uh, I still kind of feel the 4-2-3-1 on my end more than the 3-4-3 three, three, uh, simply because they can throw Rodon on the backside. Uh, and and Tolo is, is there. You know, he does the job. So... Yeah, part of me feels like they're going to want to clog our midfield since we play pretty thin in midfield, right? Numbers are numbers. So, yeah, technically or historically, usually it's that five-man mid against us. Usually that's what they do against us. But if you want to shake things up, maybe you do it. Now, the nice thing is we have Dolo. We don't have Bob. And Bob's kryptonite was always the tactics of the other guy, right? Um, in this case, Dolo does his thing. Uh, I think that that 
will play in, which brings it to us, of course, and looking at our lineup, knowing who's out, who's in, where do we stand on this thing? And I'm going to throw this first to Araceli, um, seeing who's out, who's your back line? What are you going to throw into the mix? Oh, man. Uh, let's see the back line. I'm going to have to go with kind of the same back line that they've been going with for the last two games with Escobar, uh, Mario, Kalini, Cheeky. Maybe Hollingshead could start back there, but I, I kind of see him using the same lineup. Interesting. Interesting. Bam, where are you at on that? Um, I'm going to go, obviously, Kalini, Murillo in the middle. Plus those, and I'm going to go Hollingshead gets a start over Escobar. I think he's going to risk Escobar for this game. Like, starting on the bench, so it'll, it'll be the, the usual swap. Okay. Tony, where do you see it? I see what we saw the first time in Nashville for the first time with Kalini starting in, like, that whole back lineup because this is going to be our strongest um, defensive back. Now, again, this is... Escobar and Hollinghens are literally interchangeable. One has more pace, the other one has more vision, and also goal scorer goal scoring opportunities with Hollingshead. Again, Escobar can score as well, but at the moment, Hollingshead is the more prominent goal scorer of the two. But I feel that what we saw in Nashville is what we're going to see moving forward, unless some injury or yellow card immaculation comes forward. Yeah. Now. We got to throw it out there. It did happen. Uh, when Escobar went out of the last game, he didn't like it very much. Uh, there was definite frustration from him, which is okay. I want guys to fight to be on the field. You know, you want to have a little anger there when you have to come off before you want to. That's passion. Passion's a good thing. Uh, but you could tell like, the hunger's there. He thought he had something, you know. You got the feeling he, he thought he had something there. So it brings it into this match, and you have Hollingshead, you have Escobar, you know, I got to wonder where they're looking at. I honestly do think it's going to be Hollingshead. I'm with you guys in this just because of how sneaky he can be on the field in his moments and playing against this team who's having struggles offensively. You're going to want to get something in there early on these guys. Because if you get a lead against this side, chances are they're not going to get a good comeback against you. This is the kind of team where if they hit you early, then you might have some trouble, right? They'll shut things down. Uh, so I'm kind of on the Hollings head, head tilt on this, just like what we saw with Nashville and uh, the moment he had in that match. Yeah, I kind of feel like his, what he can bring to the game might be important for this one. Uh, midfield's, I think, the harder story now that we know Acosta is out of it, right? What is a midfield going to look like now? I'll throw it to you, Tony. Who do you see as your three mid? Um, I'm gonna see Ilie, uh Sifu and our newest signee, um our newest signee uh signee uh, Mendez because he's Mendez getting his first start. Ooh, okay. He, Interesting, man. Why do you why do you think? Because he just fits the part. It's like he again, he was supposed to be the replacement for Janela, but and moving forward, I feel like he has the same capacity to do what he needs to be done moving forward. Again, we saw him in Nashville, uh, Nashville, sorry, uh, SKC uh, last game, and we saw what he can do potentially wise, and it wasn't a bad showing. There was no faults, but it wasn't a good showing, so we don't see the full potential moving forward, though. But this is a good opportunity to see what he can do as a starting 
uh, midfielder and see if he can continue that up. And moving forward, it could be a great backup. Interesting. Good call, man. Good call. Uh, Bam, your mid? My mid, I'm going back to when we last played Seattle up there. I'm going Sifu, Ilya, Blessing. I'm bringing Blessing back in. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Araceli? For my midfield, I'm going Sifu, Ilya, possibly Blessing, but I do agree with Tony. We could see Mendez. I I think there'd be a higher uh, possibility for him to make his debut at home than Bale. Ooh. Oh, there we go. Good, good, good call there. I like it. I like it. Uh, my take, honestly, I do think Blessing gets the start. It's at home. Blessing puts a show on when he's at home. I, I, I just, I, I think they want to hit him on the front foot. Blessing's that guy, right? He's the off. He has got the offensive setup there. Uh, Sifu's doing what he's doing. Ilya, he belongs. Our new boy. I mean, he's more of a defensive guy, right? A uh, defensive setup. So I would see him more of a substitute to shut things down as the game progresses, or at least hold the ball a little bit longer. He has that ability. And so I think as a sub, he's going to be more effective in this match. But it'd be cool to see him start, too. We'll see what happens there. Now, top line, the debate continues. I think two out of three, we have no debate. It's the third one we have a debate on, right? We know it's Chicho. We know it's Vela. How could it not be? Apoku versus Bale. Isn't it funny to say that? But that's the debate. That's the big story. Um, you know where I stand, and we've talked about it already on the show, but, you know, we'll double down. Anyone, anybody want to change their positions at this point on where they are on this one? Bam. I'm going our original three. Vela, okay. Icho, B-Rod. B-Rod's available, isn't he? He's available. I'm going to say B-Rod gets a start. If, if he goes down early, that's when Bale comes in. He'll get at least 45. I mean, he's going to be limited minutes anyways, right? He's coming back. If he is being shopped, he might need some minutes to convince people. Um, mm -hmm. So on the business side, that would make sense too. Look at Bam over here getting all clever on us, man. Good things, dude. That's cool. Uh, Tony, does that shake up your mindset or you think it's the Apoku show? Or no, you're with me. You want Bale. Yeah, I'm Bale. I'm Chicho, Vela, Bale, and if the substitution comes in it's going to be for b-rod again um with b-rod we are trying to shop him so if as a starter he he again he's coming off injury he's trying to get back into shape again preseason mode yada 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 after injury so i don't want to damage b-rod if the potential is to sell him if he does well and we're up ahead and he does even better moving forward it's going to be an easy sell then if he starts, doesn't produce, doesn't do anything, and kind of hurts his stock. Yeah, I think if he's not listed as questionable, we really try hard to keep our guys as questionable until they're completely ready to go. Yeah, we're very, we're very patient with that process. Like so I can't imagine that he's not completely ready to go. So uh, I like, I like the mindset. I still don't think that's the case. I think he's the super sub for this one. I think that's where my head's at. Aristelli, any change of vote, or you're keeping it the same? I'm keeping it the same. Uh, obviously, I do see Vela and Chicho starting. There's no question in that. But I got to stick with Mahala. He's deserved it. And I would like to see him start because him and 
Sifu has proven to be playmakers. And considering we're going against Seattle, we're going to need all the strength early in the first half and then just bring in Vale in the second to close it out. Yeah, I mean, we should expect this thing to get a bit dirty, a bit chippy, quick. It is Seattle after all. Um, so, of course, you got to think about that, too. It's going to be a bit of a, a street fight. Orango likes those. Let's be honest. He does better in these rough games. So, yeah, we shall see. I'm still going to hold what I think it is. I'm going to think with my heart more than I head in this moment. So, there you go. Good stuff. Uh, any other thoughts from you guys? Let me throw it to Tony. Nope. Bam. Uh, I, I, got, I got one more. I got one more. If okay. we really want Bale to start, Bale gets to start and all that. What are your thoughts of the midfield of Ilya Sifu B Rod? Well, I always thought B Rod with an extra few yards to play with would be deadly, but I think you need more midfielders to make that happen. Four wide would be my case, or even, you know, the two, three. Uh, but only three? I don't know about that. I don't know. It's a tough ask for B Rod, you know? Uh, he naturally likes to be on that left side putting on a show and burning whoever the victim is on that side. And let's be honest, they have to shift their lineup. So it's going to be somebody different this week. Uh, that's going to have to adjust rather quickly. So, well, in tough. that three, mm -hmm. you could really play a four, four, two dropped Vela back to the, to, to the midfield and have Chicho bail up top and have him as attacking wingers. So you want to throw what Vela wide on the right and, uh, Rod wide on the left, why not? And then Sifu and uh, Ile in the middle. Is that what that that would look like? Do they track back? That's the other story, right? And at that point, you're sacrificing some defensive cover. So, hey, I I just think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You got a plan. You like the plan. It's winning you games. No sense in in, in shifting things up when you we already know what works. So. I'll stick with that. Uh, Araceli, final comments for the match? Um, I don't really have any. <laughs> there we go. You're just ready to watch. Ready for the show, right? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> there we go. We know we don't do predictions here, but we do have good feelings. I have good feelings. I know you guys do as well. Uh, this should be fun. This should be wild. Do not miss it. I believe it's an 8 o'clock kickoff, right, guys? A late one. A late Friday night. Honestly, thank goodness they're doing it because traffic is horrible anyway. Uh, and it will help us get to the game on time. So there we go. Excellent. All right. Let's throw it out to our supporters. They've got some things to say. Here we go with the comments. Uh, let me see here. <laughs> there was some crazy stuff going on. Thank you, those who blocked it. Oh, look at this. This is one to see. Jonathan says Rudias may be back in the 11, likely in the 18. He's back in training. Source Sounders weekly. Ugh, I do not like when he plays, but again, he's coming off the men. So that, that doesn't hurt too bad, too bad. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Yes, sir. For me, if you're Seattle, where you're in position, you come in against the all guns blazing LAFC. Do you really risk him? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Um, maybe as a sub. Limited minutes, right? 
think that would be more of it. But I hate playing against that guy. He just has a way with our team. He does. He just has his moments. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I know there were spam comments, guys. Sorry about that. Ox is thrown out there. Hey, you know you're big time and you're in the circus when you get spam. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the new show. Uh, Marcial, not to mention they lost to Portland when they revealed their CCL banner. But no patch. Oops. Um, yeah. Uh, Roberto, blessing should get the spot. Nice. Uh, he says, let's see, we're moving forward. Yeah, the spam I know was going crazy. Um, Mark, I think Seattle knows this will be the most watched match. They will bring it. Again, they have to win. They don't have a choice at this point. They're falling behind. We're in the second half of the season now. They don't have the games to give. They don't. They're in trouble. They're in a slugfest to get into the playoffs. Looking at the desperate teams around them, they're still trying to get in the playoffs in that tight setup for the playoffs. They cannot waste it because, again, who are they chasing? Carson. If Carson finds himself, Seattle's going to be in trouble. If Carson can't find themselves and can't get above, like, running at a 500 pace, um, then Seattle can take advantage. Portland's milling around there as well. It is going to be tough. It's going to go to the last day of this year for the playoffs. Decision day should be a lot of fun this year um, because a, a big head's going to get knocked off, right? A classic team will not be in the playoffs this year. Not that they're bad. It's just the team struggling this year seem to be some bigger clubs, right? Some old, older clubs. Uh, yeah. Could Cascadia knock themselves out? I don't know. Uh, but it, it's it's going to be interesting. And I think one of them probably won't make it. Uh, so our game just means that much more. Uh, they need it. We need it. We're chasing a shield. We're in the lead for the shield people uh and we got to maintain so a good showdown desperate team versus a team that's flying should make for some proper fireworks all right so uh let's see any other comments to throw out there i think you guys got us well covered for this one uh ox keep keep killing off the spam man good stuff good stuff all right so we'll move on to it Tradition is tradition, right, guys? We know what we do here. So let me get you guys ready for this. Um, first and foremost, thank you guys for what you do. Uh, thank you, team, who's assembled for this thing. It's been a good one today. That is for sure. I think we've got you guys well covered and well prepped for tomorrow's game. I know what a late pod for us, but there we are. All right, so final comments of the day. I think I'm going to throw it up to the one that looks like he's maybe ready. Tony, I'm going after you, man. Final comments, sir. Um, final comment of the day is let's get out there and get the three points. Be safe out there. Again, it is COVID is still rampant in LA, so be safe when you go out there as best as you can. Also, be safe at the Royal Rumble, which is coming up this Wednesday, and um, it's going to be a busy week for me. So if you see me at the Juventus Real Madrid, don't Juventus Real Madrid game. Don't be afraid to say hi. And then also I'll be going to uh, uh, Call of Duty Champs as well. So if you guys are there as well, because I know I think Jerry is going to be there. Not our Jerry, but a different Jerry, Jerry Reynoso. Um, come and say mm -hmm. hi to us and hang out. We can talk Call of Duty or anything like that. So besides that, be safe. Um, have fun this weekend. And drink responsibly. 
There it is. Be responsible. There's a thought. All right, Araceli, I'm going to throw it to you. I wish I could be at the game tomorrow with you guys, but I'm going to echo what Tony just said. Please be safe out there, whether it's in the in the stadium itself or in the tailgate. I've heard about cases ramping up as well over there, and I, I'm just hoping that everyone is safe and okay. And I just want to thank everyone that came to KC this past weekend for the game here. It was great to see you all. I even got to meet a few people. I think there was a few that came down from Omaha, which was great to see. And yes, I, I hope I could be back in LA very soon. So I'll keep you guys updated. Good stuff. Can't wait to see what's coming out next. Thank you, Aracel. You rock. You really do uh, beyond thankful. All right, Bam. You have the floor, sir. Um, for all those going to the game tomorrow, um, look after yourselves. If you wake up tomorrow feeling a little bit sick, just don't go. Don't risk it. It's not worth your health. and It's not worth your black and gold family's health. Um, to those that are going to the match next, next week uh, against the as Tony's called it, Royal Rumble, Look after yourself. Be safe. Um, don't drink and drive. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to Vancouver and wish congratulate them on winning the Canadian Cup. They're beating Toronto, so congratulations to that. Other than that, guys, just as I've always said, just don't drink and drive. Be safe. Look after yourself. Look after one another. Excellent. Well said, sir. Yes, carpool, right? Protect each other. Get a designated driver. There are ways. You know there are ways. Um, be smart about it. And in terms of, of COVID, um, I mentioned it in the last episode. I was one of those victims, right, uh, from the last match. It got me. So uh, this is my first match back after being fully recovered. Um, so I have a very different appreciation for what that nasty illness does uh, and can tell you, yes, protect yourselves um, and be mindful of others. Uh, if you're not feeling up to it, don't go. Uh, there will be other games. You don't want to get people sick. So, uh, this thing is no joke. It's not anything you want to mess with. So, uh, be careful out there. Uh, and of course those who can go, those are healthy enough to go. Let's do this. Let's make it a proper show. Uh, we have something to truly root for this year. Whole nother level. Um, go make some noise. Again, the world is watching. Have fun with it. Have a lot of fun with it. Um, who knows? Maybe if you make enough noise, you'll inspire FIFA to put a couple of those chants in the next, uh, the next uh, series because, yeah, the stadium's in the show now. Uh, so, yeah, go out there. Make it happen. Have a good time. Let's celebrate another win for LAFC. Hope and pray that it happens. Um, for all the rest of you guys, of course, tradition dictates that final word of the day. So I throw it back to you, Tony. Stay golden. Aristelli. Stay golden. Bam. Stay golden. And from me to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles. for listening to the heart of lafc make sure to leave us a rating and review on itunes or stitcher shoulder to shoulder the black and gold is taking over